Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. So thankful for you tuning in to the podcast, and this is uh, episode number 76, and we're going back to the book of Psalm, Psalm number 91, and uh, want to look at some more thoughts about the secret place, the secret place, Psalm 91, where the Bible said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the noise, uh, from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Now, according to verse number 15, the Bible doesn't tell us that our life will be one without trouble. The Bible said, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. So there's not an absence of problems just because we're children of God, but there is protection uh, from those things that come in our lives. And all of these are conditional. I told you in the last podcast, all of these protections. And if you read down through this passage, there's 20 promises of protection that are conditional all on verse number one. And that is where you're dwelling He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow. And the secret place is the Holy of Holies. And we talked about that in the last podcast, about how the Old Testament tabernacle had three compartments, the outer court, the holy place, the most holy place, where God said, I will meet with you, I'll commune with you above the mercy seat. And I gave you a few passages uh, on the last podcast about the secret place being the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was, where the manifested presence of God was, where God was most evident. And that was in the Holy of Holies. In that Holy of Holies uh, had the Ark, which was covered with the mercy seat, which had the cherubims uh, that overshadowed where the blood was placed. In the Ark, uh, there was the contents of the Ark. And uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But Uh, You know, the mercy seat and the cherubim. And you know, the great thing about the ark is it was the first piece that was built. And it was the first piece that was in place. As the cloud left to move the children of Israel through their journeyings, where the tabernacle would then follow, and and those sons, uh, the Levites, they would begin to carry, and they'd begin to... Uh, used their wagons. Some of them had to walk. Some of them had to uh, rode wagons. And they would transport the tabernacle, uh, tear it down and transport it, and then build it again. But the ark went first. The ark was built first. The ark moved first. The ark was the first one put in, first thing put in place, and then the tabernacle would be erected around it. And that shows that God's presence is what we build our life about. God's presence is what we build our life. You don't pitch the tabernacle until the presence of God is there saddled. And it represents the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was made of wood, 
and overlaid with gold, that Ark of the Covenant was, which is a picture of God's Son's humanity and a picture of His divinity. We believe He's God in the flesh. First, uh, The book of John, first chapter, uh, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That word dwelt is the word tabernacled. He tabernacled among us. And, and that articles of that Ark, in that Ark, in that Ark of the Covenant, you had the two tablets, which represent God's perfection, because Jesus kept the law without any sin. And then you had the manna, which speaks of God's satisfaction. He is the bread of heaven. And then you had Aaron's rod that budded, which we know is a great picture of the resurrection and power of God. And so in the secret place, you have God's perfection, you have God's satisfaction, you have God's resurrection. It's amazing that that ark was two and a half feet long, one half of five. The ark was two and a half feet long, one half of five, which represents grace. And you know why? Because we only see the grace that is behind us. But in the endless ages, we're going to see the grace that is beyond us. The half has not been told. The mercy seat, we know, was the same size as the ark, two and a half by one and a half, made of solid gold. It was a lid, and it covered <clears throat> the top of the ark. It hid the contents, which reminded, of, uh, reminded the Jews of man's sin. Uh, because Israel had broken the Ten Commandments, Israel had murmured against the manna, and Israel had rebelled against the rod of God's authority. And let's just be truthful. Here you are listening to this podcast today. Be truthful. Let me be truthful as the speaker and you as the listener. I've broke the commandments. I've murmured at God's provisions. I've rebelled against the authority of God many times, but not Christ. He fulfilled the law. He was the bread from heaven. He submitted himself to the will of his Father and became obedient unto death. It was on that lid, that mercy seat, that, that's where the blood was sprinkled to show Israel's sins had been taken care of. Boy, what a picture that is, because we know the cherubim there, uh, the, the first mention of that is the Garden of Eden when, the, when, when they stood at the east side of the Garden of Eden and stood there with the sword of justice to block the way uh, to the tree of life. The Bible said they were to keep the way of the tree of life. And those cherubim are God's guardians against sinners. And each of those cherubim had uh, four faces, one like a man, one like a lion, one like an ox, one like an eagle. And all of those things are represented for us in the gospel. The lion in Matthew, the ox in Mark, the man in the book of Luke, the eagle in the book of John. And boy, that's a study in itself. Don't want to get into all that, but how God broke down those four gospels to represent Christ in a different likeness. And you had two cherubim. You had one on each side of the mercy seat. What were they doing? They were, they were there gazing at the place where the blood would be applied. Because without the blood, those cherubim are ready to punish. Without the blood, they're ready to judge. But with the blood, they're ready to protect. And again, that links everything of these protective promises back to the secret place. Where the, where the cherubim are there either to punish or protect. 
and your protection as a child of God and knowing that all things work together for good, it's all based on the blood. For the Old Testament, that's what it was. And for the New Testament saints, that's what it is. The holy place is the secret place of for Israel. And so when you read in Psalm 91 that about dwelling in the secret place, what it means is this, Jesus is our secret place. We've got nothing but Him. I mean, where would, would we go if we didn't have Him? Isn't that what Peter said, to whom shall we go? Jesus had just had a large group of followers that had walked away and, and had uh, went back. And, and, and yet He looked at them, the disciples and said, are you going to go away too? And they said, to whom shall we go? Peter said, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. He is our secret place. He is our shelter, our refuge, our porch, our pavilion. And we need to dwell in the secret place. And thank God we've got a secret place. In this world gone crazy, in this world where insanity seems to be the rule of the day, I mean, just people don't think right anymore. I'm not an old man, but I'm not a young man. I'm old enough to know that we're not living in the same world we lived in 35, 40 years ago. And a lot of times, if you're not careful, if you get your mind on the things of this world, uh, you'll be discouraged and you'll be depressed and you'll be disheartened and you'll be downcast. But we've got a hiding place. There is a secret place where we can hide. And it's the Lord. It's not the church. It's not the pastor's office. It's not your family. It's not your Christian friends. The secret place is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. A personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Over the next couple podcasts, we're going to look at the secret place of Christ because that's our hiding place. We've got somewhere we can run. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want you to miss the next couple podcasts as we go further into this study on the secret place of Christ. And I know it's going to be a blessing to you. i tell you what I want you to do. I want you to go out today, and I want you to be salt and light in this world. Go out today and purify and illuminate what is around you. Have a testimony. Be a witness. Let your light shine. And then if you're listening to this in the afternoon or the evening, why don't you plan on purpose? Tomorrow I'm going out. I'm going to be salt. I'm going to be light. I'm going to make a difference in this world. How we need some Christians. That'll have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That'll live and dwell and abide and continue in the secret place. And then out of that secret place, God will do an amazing work in the public. How we need a private ministry more than we need the public ministry. And we might say a little more about that on the next podcast. But God bless you. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast.